Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Tony Lean, and welcome to this special, if rather sad, Examiner Sport podcast. The most striking commentary on Eamon Ryan, the legendary Carl GA figure who died Thursday, age 79, is the preeminence in an avalanche of tributes of his personality over his remarkable coaching achievements. Ryan guided the Cork ladies football team to a stunning 10 All-Irelands, nine of them in a row, and did it in a manner that always put the person before the player. Valerie Mulcahy, one of the leading figures on that once-in-a-generation group, writes in Friday's Irish Examiner, Eamon never dropped anyone off the panel. Is that soft and avoiding being the bad guy? Soft doesn't win 10 All-Irelands and nine league titles. The good guy doesn't necessarily have to become the bad guy just for the sake of it. Similar sentiments were all over the media, the social media as well, on Thursday. Pat Price, for instance, the international basketball coach, described Eamon Ryan thus. Humble, witty, wise, gentle, intelligent, curious, kind, a master teacher. Last year, to coincide with International Women's Day, we invited Eamon into the Irish Examiner studio alongside journalist Therese O'Callaghan, basketball star Grania Dwyer and former rugby international Nora Stapleton, who now, of course, is employed by Sport Ireland. In the podcast, Eamon talks about so many things, interesting dynamics that have taken on in terms of societal change, his own female heroes, what role models that Cork team was, how much of a pleasure they were to coach and how much they always wanted to learn and practice and listen. There are other issues too. He wasn't sugarcoating the fact that the dropout rates were a concern and that in terms of female sport, women have to start supporting women with football by actually going to the games. Enjoy. I would have been involved in women's sport back in the early 60s. The coverage wasn't great, but conversely, the support from men from the local club was excellent, just like it was 50 years later with the Cork Ladies. Mm. You know, um, there was less coverage, but I think that's con- the, the coverage will be contingent, really, on crowds attending the games. Mm. I interviewed Eamon, I'd say Eamon, it must be five, six, seven, eight years ago, and it was the first time I'd actually heard somebody within the female sports sphere actually call out female sports fans. You remember, do you remember at the time you said to me they'd rather go to a Munster rugby match than actually go to a women's sport event? I don't remember saying You did? <laughs> <laughs> no, but my, my point being that, like, I'm neither a social historian nor an anthropologist, but... It's the way life evolved. Like, I mean, the lady, the, the Camogie, first All-Ireland Camogie was 60 years after the hurling. Yeah. And the first ladies football was 40 years after that. I mean, you can make all sorts of, you know, condemn men and everything. But my, my, my 
My feeling is that I've never, never encountered a male who was anti-women's sport. Even back in the 60s, which is, you know, well over nearly 60 years ago, I mean, I got nothing but support from, say, the Watergrass Hill Hurling Club or the Denville Football Club. Then I was with Ballingary ladies when I moved on there. Total support from the guys, uh, Cork ladies. I could walk down Patrick Street, I'd be stopped by 10 men eulogising the players, complimenting me on their brilliance as players. Never a negative vibe like so. Now, when I talk that way, it looks as if I'm <coughs> complaining about females not attending, but I mean, I suppose historically, the female's role in the house was much more complicated than our role. Sure. We just, you know, we helped in the production of the children to a small degree, and then the ladies looked after the kids generally. Not because we didn't want them, but that's the way just life evolved. Like, uh, it's probably different nowadays, but I think it shouldn't be a blame game. And I, I hope I wasn't blaming that time when I was saying. I just think it's difficult for a man to go to a female event on his own where there may be not many people at the game. He feels under, like they're all looking at me. Whereas if everybody is going, you go with your your female partner. I remember my own father and mother, father from a town mad about sport, mother from a rural parish knew nothing about sport. And back in the 40s, they would be going by hired car to tourless the games. And even though she knew, knew nothing about it, she went with him. And I think the same would happen now if the ladies were to follow Groinger's team or follow the Karkamogi team. The men could go along with them. And I think that would help. I don't think anyone is deliberately not going. No, no. It's just that the men encourage the ladies to go here, here to four. Mm. And I think now the ladies could have could encourage the men to. The one point I was going to say as well that sport really is should be all embracing I remember as a kid the two big heroes were Christy Ring and Eamon Young but I had two lady heroes I had one in the late 40s Fanny Blankers Cohn she was a great runner from Holland yeah, yeah. now she she was married with two kids when she won four, four Olympic medals in 1948 it's the first Olympics I remember and the other person then I was a little bit older I might have been it was just early 50s. This girl from America, Maureen Conley, Little Mo, she swept all around, all before her one year. She won about 11, 11 Grand Slams in two or three years. And, like, one, one of the big sports people was a Camogie player, Kathleen Mills. I mean, I can remember my father grammishing about her and we were interested in how many medals she had. Now, I, I mean... Watergrass Hill was as far away from Dublin that time as we are from Africa, you know, right? It didn't matter to me. And I was sports mad as a kid. Useless at it, but sports mad. And I mean, Christy Ring and Little Mo were on the same pedestal. Uh, Fanny Blankers Corn and Eamon Young were on the same, to me. And I don't know why society doesn't see it that way. Like, I mean... I think, sorry, cutting in, I think kids nowadays are starting to see that a bit more. They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they are. just see sporting heroes and they see a jersey. Exactly. Yeah. But I just can't, kids can see that, but yeah. as they get older, they seem to don't see it as clearly, you know? 
in terms of a flag bearer for women's sport, not just because of their success, but because of the standard of what they brought to the game. I mean, were they a confident bunch in themselves all went, or was it something that came over time? Well, initially they had they had never won a Munster or an All Ireland or a league or anything. Uh, but I, I find this conversation a bit difficult because mm. I just don't. I just see sport as a passion. I don't care whether you're a man or a woman or a dog. You yes. know, it's your passion and this is what you want to do. And I think if you're going to watch it, you should be going in a positive fashion to give as much praise. And if there are things that you find are not worthy of praise, maybe just so don't say anything, you know. Mm. But harping back to that team, it was... And, and I must say, Camogie teams 50 years earlier, it was a, an absolute pleasure to try and teach them the game. And even though they made mistakes, once you got across your point, they were so willing to learn and so willing to practice that I just, I'm just sad that people, more people don't go to their games. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that answers the question fully, but I think they're you, sports people. I don't see them as... Boys or girls, they're just sports. But you, you were back in with the Cork um, men's senior football team yeah. after the ladies. I mean, was that any bit of a culture shock for you in any way? Not really, no. No? No, I mean, they're all sports people. They all want to do, do as well as they can. Mm. And I think it's how we look after them. I suppose you have to put the whole thing in context again, where we were saying at the start, like that there was no ladies' sport really mm-hmm. much later than men's sport and yeah. men's sport going back so long and I, th- I think that we're gradually seeing people ladies coming into the media you mentioned Ursula there mm-hmm. I mean Ursula knows more about hurling she has forgotten more about hurling than I'll ever know you know she's brilliant on, on, on the shores you know and uh, you see Breed Stack doing the ladies football doing men's games there's a girl from Galway, she a Conley girl. Mm-hmm. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's a slow process because I suppose it's like any profession. Women are gradually coming in and I'd say they'd probably take over after another 50 years. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I won't be wrong by this. I think it's more a natural development and it is happening, I think. Yeah, the, the one worry I have about ladies' sport and it's, it's, I think it's always been there. The drop-off rates are astronomical. I was reading a Canadian report about, and it said by the age of 19, something like over 90% of kids who had been playing sport, had, or female kids, had dropped out. And I think that's very sad, like, because whether it's because of the importance placed on being the best, but the, the fallout rate is huge, and I mean... They're not parents at 19. They don't have family. You know, maybe that was the, the, the case historically where marriages were younger and kids appeared younger. But, I mean, the average age of a young mother now for the first time is 30 or 31 years. So why should people be dropping out at 17 or 18 or 19? And I genuinely, I genuinely don't think it's the coaches or trainers being too hard on them. I just wonder why... Why they de- because if we're talking about providing more female journalists and 90% of the participants are dropping away, 
there's a bit of a problem. And it's sad, like, because every kid, whether they're a boy or a girl or a dog, as I said, we need, you need physical exercise even for your mental stability. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's totally overlooked. I think, I, I won't say it forced them all to play, but close enough. I, present, I was giving out medals there lately to kids at 12 or 13. There were girls. And I felt compelled to say, please don't give up. You should keep playing. And if people tell you it'll interfere with your studies, that's rubbish. Yeah. It'll complement your studies yeah. unless you're a sports obsessive. Yeah. Now, why, why did I feel compelled to say it, giving medals to 13-year-old girls? Where it wouldn't enter my head presenting medals to under 13 boys and they all agreed they'd keep playing forever okay <laughs> and I won't be around to yeah. check <laughs> just to reference your point while ago about Komogi it was time they changed from the silliness of the last few years it's a great game they were ruining it with all the mini rules mm -hmm. and all the lack of uh, phys mm -hmm. I mean the only physical difference between men and women is that men are stronger, not by choice, but whoever's in charge up above decided he'd make one crowd stronger than the other. But he didn't make one crowd brainier than the other. He didn't make one crowd more skillful than the other. He just made one crowd stronger. Now, I don't know why. That is the only difference. But I think you're unique in how you speak about <laughs> female athletes. Not like, really, no. Well, in my own family, and yeah, my brothers and sisters would have been quite aware of Kathleen Mills. Mm -hmm. um, Fanny Blankers, my brother, a lot of us, would have been well aware of her, and he'd only been six or seven in the front of 48 Olympics. The numbers thing, I think it's the, the place that women had in society for so long. Yeah. There was such, how do I say, there was so, so much responsibility on them. Mm -hmm. the, the whole... Uh, landscape is changing and it's only a matter of time before ladies games are up there on a par yeah. with men's. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.